Hey folks, it's Patrick here. I've actually spent a lot of time today in the sanctuary, in prayer and reading scripture and just trying to center myself in this strange scenario that we find ourselves in. And it's made me really reflect a lot on what Holy Week might have looked like 2,000 years ago. You know, 2,000 years ago, Easter Sunday wasn't really a big celebration, and if anything, it was kind of scary, kind of a little weird. It was a day that was unexpected, not the sort of rote memory that we've grown up with. It was different, it was hard. And in many ways, I think that's what Holy Week is meant to do. Holy Week is a week that's set apart as something mysterious and bigger than us, to remind us, one, that we're not the center of our own universe, and two, that there are far greater things at play than my sense of comfort, my sense of normalcy. Holy Week is the last seven days that exist between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday, the parenthetical moments of the season of Lent. Ash Wednesday is a day that we remember our mortality and celebrate it, that we were once dust and that we will once again become dust. And then Easter is that consistent reminder that a death is not the end of our life. We see that play out in Jesus' own life. And it's something for us to celebrate each and every year. But in between those two days, between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday, we have regular opportunities to ground ourselves and center ourselves in the full presence of God. And so we do that by marking each of those 40 days as an opportunity to give something up or to start something new, to give up an unhealthy habit that might remind us of God's presence and our reliance upon, upon God for all things, or to take something on, like a new habit of prayer or fasting, or reading scripture. And I know I have been grateful to be able to join some of you in those new habits of reading scripture this season, which has been wonderful. But then Holy Week is something even more different than Lent. Holy Week is the last week before Easter. And it's meant to remind us of just how, frankly, terrible humanity can be, and just how good God is. Yesterday was Monday, Thursday, which is the day that we remember Jesus' last meal with his disciples. And even though he knew it would be his last meal with them, and he knew that they would abandon him and leave him alone, they see Jesus come to them as a servant. He gathers them and washes their feet individually and then shares in the Passover festival, offering new words of fresh hope at the end of their meal. It's an incredible moment of grace. And then Good Friday, which is today, is the day that we remember, we remember that those closest to Jesus loved him in his hour of greatest need. It's the day that we remember how the crowds who cheered for him, celebrated him in one moment, changed their tone in the next, to call for his execution at the hands 
of the Roman government. Today, we remember how the Roman government and any political institution, but so much more readily, pass the buck and disrupt the status quo of the people. The day that we see how religious leaders have such a propensity towards comfort and power. The day that we remember Jesus being crucified. And that moment being witnessed by so many. Some in grief and some in celebration. And so Good Friday reminds us that we all carry that propensity look out for ourselves rather than looking out for God's interest and work in the world. It's a reminder not to shame us, but to invite us into a new way of living. And typically we would do that together in this room. We would gather in this sanctuary to sing songs of praise and memory, and we'd gather to listen to the last words that Christ spoke from the cross. And that's what we've been doing this week, and now it is my turn. The last thing spoken by Christ from the cross in the Gospel of John in the 19th chapter, starting with verse 28, which you may have heard yesterday, but moving on to verse 30. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. And a jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The last words of Christ spoken from the cross. It is finished, which carries a significant tone of finality to it. Obviously, something being finished means that it has come to an end, but it makes me wonder what that is. Jesus knew he would be resurrected. Again, he spoke about it multiple times. So what is he claiming is being done? What is finished? What is come to completion? And I wonder if what is finished is the hatred that he had experienced. I wonder if Jesus, with his divine wisdom, understood that there might be some greater thing being born on the other side of the weekend. I wonder if he knew that that what divides us as people might come to an end through his own death so that new life might spring up. I wonder if what is finished is what is broken. filled with disdain. What keeps us, us separated from one another emotionally and spiritually? Maybe that is what is finished. Easter and Holy Week and Lent are moments to be reminded of the truth found in the resurrection. That renewal and new life are always, always on the tail end of an end. 
When one thing is finished, fresh life springs from life. And that is our hope. So I pray that when we are able to gather again in the same room, we might be able to put aside our differences to learn how to truly celebrate one another with a Christ-like love that extends beyond things that seem so mundane now, political parties and sport team alliances or whatever the case may be, to learn how to love and live as disciples of Christ and servants to one another rather than being bogged down by what someone else might think about us. We will have had a lot of time away to center on Christ's word. And I pray that what was will be done so that what might spring forward might happen with abundance. May what was die away so that new life can spring forward in all of our hearts and minds. That is my prayer on this Good Friday, and I hope that you will join me in it. Thank you all. See you Sunday.